day 12. Day 12. It's the 12th day of Christmas. That means it's the last day. Say it like Polar Express. The 12th day of Christmas. I mean, they do it with the present, the first gift of pre- Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, this is this has uh, been a disappointing intro uh, to the Anything But Quiet Time <laughs> podcast. So one that will start. I just oh, this I is like. a, a little song that we play well, every something, time. Something. Little Johnny Mathis. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's how he says Christmas. Yeah, that's it. Can that's I go exactly back? It. I'm gonna go back. Christmas. It's so good. That's just fantastic. Yeah. I love hearing songs like that at Christmas time. We know as Christians that we celebrate Jesus, his birth, but I I do think that Jesus himself would be singing along with those kinds of songs. Mm-hmm. Because it's the spirit of celebration and it's it's so beautiful. Well, you think about even a a Passover festival that you know jesus went to yeah and i think about all the celebrating and the good times and the conversations and the family you know hanging together and stuff you know during passover there would have been a clear time of talking about what happened with the the kids in egypt Mm. that god helped bring them out of that place and yes there would have been more somber moments but yeah there was so many different celebrations from the festival of lights uh, I think Festival of the Tents is another one. Or am I getting that wrong? Anyway, there's a lot of festivals. Why? Because God wanted to encourage people to celebrate, to, to celebrate his goodness. And um, I, I, I love the story of Christmas, though, that helps us celebrate in sometimes really festive, like yesterday with the shepherds getting invited to see the birth yeah. of the King of Kings. That's cool. To those moments of, you know, Mary being told by Simeon, the prophet, and an a, a sword will pierce your heart. And well, that doesn't sound like fun. At the same time, you know, it's just like when you have a baby, there is this incredible relationship that you have with this child to follow some pain. And there's going to be pain and bumps along the way when you're raising your child, certainly. But what is the one thing you hear from mothers and fathers? It's worth it. It's worth it. So this Christmas story, man. It's worth it. The birth of Jesus. And again, if you are just starting this, because maybe you scrolled down and this is the first episode available, we would encourage you yep. catch up on one, one through 11. But the gist of it is that Jesus is the son of God, born of a virgin. We went through the, the two trusting parents and the three wise men, and they go to Bethlehem for taxing purposes. And there were angel visits and it was a long trip to Bethlehem. And now we are on the history of where it came from and, and what it means today. The 12 tribes. Yeah, it starts there. Actually, it starts with Abraham. He was their great grandpa mm-hmm. and he was the one promised. We talked about him with eight days, then obey. This was the guy who at 99 years old says, yes, God, I will allow myself to physically be marked by you so that people know I'm set apart. I'm different. And it was from that point on that every Jewish male would be circumcised at eight days old. But at 99 years old, Abraham had it done. So that, along with so many other things that we, under, we we find out about his obedience. And God said, because you were faithful, you were obedient. I am going to have so many kids in your lineage. It's going to be amazing. So many descendants, including kings, including, in fact, the king of kings. Yeah. So it starts with with Abraham and that he's got kids and that they have kids. And then the, the kids 
eventually become this 12 tribes. No, okay, I went over that earlier this year. In fact, when we started the podcast, I think it was on that part mm-hmm. of understanding, all right, the 12 tribes were made up of 12 people and they were 12, I mean, kids of Jacob. Yes. And that's just, you know, Jacob is the grandson of Abraham. Yes. Is that right? And so, yeah, that would be right. And so that's his 12 kids that make up tribes. I don't understand where tribes comes into play. Okay, so, well, here's here's the thing. And I want to make sure, I'm like, my numbers, are they accurate? Well, okay, so, let me just, dis- okay, disclaimer. Okay. If we don't get every single relationship, great-grandfather, well, all that, just, just look it scholars. up. It's, we're not scholars. We're not it's scholars. Okay. But yeah. we, okay, so Joseph had two little kids. You know the story of Joseph, the guy with the dream coat, the Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, of course. The Broadway musical. Of course, yes. <laughs> that guy, he was a dreamer. He's actually thrown into prison by his, is sold into slavery by his own brothers. So these are a group of great guys, you know. But uh, he doesn't have a tribe named after him. His two sons, though, Ephraim and Manasseh, they will have tribes named after them. So uh, that, that can kind of feel confusing, and it's not meant to be. It does make sense. But I love that when I even said just a second ago, these were great guys. Oh, my word. You read through Genesis, it is not G-rated. Nope, nope. So it was the faithfulness of Abraham that carried over to Isaac, from Isaac to Jacob. Jacob wasn't all peaches and raindrops and... Bunnies. Thank you. Yeah. I needed another one. Something. The third one It comes in in threes, yeah. So, uh, but it was the incredible faithfulness that passed along to to Jacob, you know, from Abraham and, and, of course, Jacob finding his own relationship with God. It took some time, but it was troubled, certainly. And they all seemed to struggle with favoritism, which was a thing. But these kids, they grew up and they had kids and they had kids and they had kids. And instead of just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Ephraim's kid or that's Issachar's great, 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 great grandson. It just got to be, you know what? They're part of that tribe. If that makes sense. Like instead of uh, you got 15 cousins mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's, uh, it's one of Clark's kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's a lot yeah. of people after a while, though, you think and, about it. And so that's a lot of people. A lot of people. To Jesus' time that come descendant from that. Yeah. And where does that tie in with Jesus coming to this earth and then okay. and then dying? So one of the prophecies that was fulfilled and we sort of covered yesterday, we kind of skimmed over prophecies really quick because there's so many. He would be from the line of Judah, one of the sons of Jacob. And that's incredible. Judah is a very interesting figure in the Bible. And so all of that to say, Isaiah comes along and this prophet says it's not enough. It's not enough that it's just the tribes. It's not enough that it's just for the Jewish people. God's kids, he wants the Gentiles in on this. Isaiah says that. Isaiah. I don't know if I realize that. And I, I love that he had a word for us. So he starts talking it up, that there is going to be someone that comes and is the light for the world. It's, it's going to be an incredible experience. And, and, and I say that I didn't, I'm surprised by that because I don't even know a ton about Isaiah. But I know in the Old Testament, it's about the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. That's more what it's about. And and then in the New Testament is where it kind of opens up because you and I, people who are not Jewish are considered Gentiles. And I want to say that there is, I know that there's more than just Isaiah. There were so many things that pointed out that I want more, that there will eventually be, it will be covering the basis for all my kids, but it will be through a faithful man named Abraham that I'll be able to find my way 
through time and I will I'm going to come and I'm going to come through the line of Judah. And yeah, that can feel super confusing. But I, I think I want you to just rest in the knowledge, especially if you are not of Jewish descent. This is meant for everyone. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the light of the world. He is for everyone. And then he gives us this incredible honor. In Matthew 5, he says, you're the light. So he's putting it now because I've said yes to him, I get to be light. That's incredible. What an amazing thing. And at Christmas time, we all we celebrate light. There's lights everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So uh, a reflection of who we can be in him. There was also a secondary 12, the 12 disciples, maybe one that you're more familiar with. And these are the people that Jesus hand-selected, and they were everything from fishermen to there was a zealot in there and a tax collector, and yet there was just an interesting group of guys, and he did ministry with them for three years. But it just shows them they had trouble with that with the whole Gentile thing at first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Jesus, after raising from the dead and ascending into heaven, chooses another. His name is Paul, the apostle, and Paul really takes upon himself the responsibility of preaching God's message the Gentiles. And pretty soon, you know, the rest of the disciples, they're feeling it too. They see that the Holy Spirit is loving on people of all shapes and sizes and cultures and backgrounds, that they are ready to receive this incredible message. But um, I, I think it's interesting that through the 12 originally with Abraham, and then through even the 12, because it was the 12 that started getting the ball rolling with Paul, even with Paul's frustration, if you will, he was Saul at one point. Do you remember that story? He was persecuting the followers of Christ because he felt like, oh, well, you're anti the law. This is what the law says. This is who you're supposed to be as a good Jewish person, and you're not doing it. So he starts persecuting people, locking them up, even signing off on their death sentences. But Paul is visited by Jesus. He has this incredible experience and begins a new relationship with him. He follows after Jesus. So it's even through the disciples' leadership, if you will. He wouldn't have called it that maybe at first. He would have called them traitors. But it's through their leadership that he then receives Christ. And we, the Gentiles, now know about the true message of Jesus and his hope. It's it's encouragement, too, of a little bit like we were talking about yesterday, that Jesus used the shepherds, the lowly. And just because if you were raised in church or you've been a Christian a long time, how it's the message is for everyone and it can be your neighbor you never thought would come around or your family member that's been difficult over years and just to continue praying for them that he is he died for all and it's i don't know it's uh i you you take the history into account but then you also know okay he kind of rewritten rewritten history there. Yeah, he did. And that's kind of the turning point, isn't it? You know, the BC moves into AD. It becomes like our timeline just changes. And I I think it's fascinating. uh, The the fact that we just try to fill up with so many things besides truth, because for some reason we think it's easier to swallow what we can see than what we can't see, Mm -hmm. even though we know that what we see and we swallow is wrong. Does that make sense? What I just said? Well, you're going to give an example. Okay, well, I will give an example, um, and I'm going to make it not the the typical uh, drugs or even um, filling up with sins of the flesh kinds of stuff. I, I'm I'm going to talk about the stuff that maybe feels good in the moment, like gossip. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to chat with my friend Cindy. We're going to talk about all of the things that went down with their family and whatever it is that doesn't keep your focus on Jesus on a daily basis. We try to find things. Uh, for me, definitely, at times I've struggled with food, something to fill up. And I, I 
lived as a Christian my whole life. Why am I filling up with this when I know that's not going to satisfy? We were born with a desire for God, whether we call it that or not. Maybe the atheist calls it something else, trying to find purpose. Our purpose has always been to praise our creator. Mm -hmm. That was the design from the very beginning, to walk in accordance with him, to obey him. And that's why we're, we always kind of feel empty. Whenever I start to feel that way, that's when I need to go, oh, I am not aligned with God right now. I am feeling the need to fill up in other ways, and I know that's not going to satisfy me as a follower of Jesus. You look at this world that everybody's looking for something, and they yeah. admit that. Yeah. Look at, well, I'll move again. A new house will make me happy, or a new job, or a change of scenery, or a new relationship. And it's just clear and and also, I don't want to paint, you know, roses that being a Christian means you are happy every day of your life either. You know, we have joy. We don't necessarily have a happiness all the time. Well, you hear us talking about choosing joy. Yeah. That doesn't mean like, oh, my word, she's Rebecca Sunnybrook, Sunnybrook Farm. Can't even say where she's from. No. All the time. Pollyanna. I'm using references. I'm pretty sure Carter doesn't know what I'm saying. I don't know the Rebecca Sunnybrook farm. You don't know, but you know Pollyanna because I told you. You about told it. me about Pollyanna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, a Disney happy ending. Okay. How yeah. about that? Um, but he, Jesus gave us a happy ending. We know that it's written because he already did it. It's already been done. Yeah. The war has been fought. You know, we're just we're just waiting to go home and to be established in eternal peace eternal rest, eternal praise place that, and I, it's hard to even fathom all that that means. You know, speaking of Disney happy endings, when I think of the best place on earth, I do automatically jump to Disney World because mm -hmm. that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But how much more desirable heaven is going to be? I have gone to prepare a place for you. Rochelle, Carter, I know your desires because guess what? I helped design you. I know who you are inside and out, and I am going to so blow your mind when you get to heaven. Was just thinking about this yesterday. I want to be, I want it to be, look like a, one of those snowy Lexus commercials. <laughs> okay. It's just the treetops are glistening. Well, not necessarily even the car, just the just the scenery around it. It just looks beautiful. But mm. um, I can't verify if this is a true story or more of an urban legend because I couldn't, my friend told me this and I can't find, I find it online. Okay. But just with, you know, talking about people are looking for something. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix is an incredible guitar. I mean, one of the best guitarists of all time. Was, yeah. I mean, incredible. Yeah. My friend told me this story, that there was a, a believer in Jesus in the crowd at a concert, at his last concert, Jimi Hendrix's last concert. Yeah. And Jimi played incredible. And then after the song said, hey, does anybody know the point of life? Mm. And the crowd cheered or whatever. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Anybody know why we're on this earth? Yeah. And, uh, it was, you wouldn't ever think that a concert's appropriate time, but it seemed like maybe he had a, at least a, Jimmy would have listened if he had said Jesus or can I talk to you after the show or, or something like that and uh, didn't say anything. And, and that night, Jimmy passed away. Mm. Now, again, I, I couldn't yeah. verify if that was just the way it happened legend. or just an urban legend sure. or not, but you can imagine there's been scenarios like that with different types of people, whether it's a concert or not. And I think what I get out of this whole series that we've walked through is that everybody will have a nativity, be okay with the nativity. Most of the world's okay with the nativity and, mm -hmm. and even some of the Christmas carols that have overt, you know, Christian lyrics in there. It's, 
we have a platform at this time of the year to be able to talk about this real relevant story yeah. with people that are looking for the answer to life. And I want to encourage you with something that I know I can struggle with in, in condemning other people's views during the holidays. Well, that's not about Jesus. It should be all about Jesus. Well, wait a second. You know, what's my father would always tell me, find the thing, find the one thing in a conversation with a person who may not feel the same way as you do. And when you find the thing that you can applaud and encourage them about, then offer, may I, may I tell you what I think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But instead of like looking, I can tend to look down my nose at people for and not necessarily faith, other things that may be, I don't know, they're, they're, you've tried that meatloaf. That's terrible. <laughs> Try this meatloaf. You know, wow. it's just the weird things that we get caught up on. It's true of our faith. And we could be so right about who our Savior is that we can be wrong in the presentation of who he is because he did not come into this world to condemn this world, but that this world might be saved is John 3, 17. It's one of my favorite verses. He's very clear that if you don't choose me, then I, I'm sorry, you're not choosing life. So, so the, you know, we're very concerned about making sure those around us know who he is. But there is a way to present him. It's, yeah. it's like a steak dinner. You don't put it on a trash can lid to present it. You put it on a, you know, a platter. You make it look beautiful presentation because that's who Jesus is. He's wonderful. So am I presenting myself in a way that's going to either turn people away or make them go, I want to sit at this table and feast. Thank you for spending time with us during this series. This has been an amazing time. Of course, we'll be back with the Anything But Quiet Time podcast in just regular, regular old form. Regular old oh. form. And hey, Merry Christmas if you're listening to this around Christmas time. Did you say old because of the Pollyanna thing? <clears throat> regular old form. No comment. Where the outside is frightening.